going to start reading in verse 24. So many weeks are determined upon the people and upon thy holy city to finish the transgression and to make an end of sins and to make reconciliation for iniquity and to bring in everlasting righteousness and to seal up the vision and prophecy and to anoint the most holy. Now therefore and understand that from the going forth of the commandment to restore and to build Jerusalem the Messiah the Prince shall be seven weeks and threescore and two weeks the street shall be built again and the wall even in troublous times. And after threescore and two weeks shall Messiah be cut off but not for himself and the people of the Prince that shall come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary and the end thereof shall be with a flood and under the end of the war of desolations are determined. And he shall confirm this co the covenant with many for one week and in the midst of the week, he shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease. For the overspreading of the abominations, he shall make uh, it desolate, even until the consummation and the determined shall be poured upon the desolate. Let's pray. Gracious Father, we thank you for your word this night. We pray that as we take the time to continue to look at Daniel chapter 9, that you would guide our time together. May it be a, a blessing, Father, to us. May we glean from it that which you have for us. Give me wisdom, I pray, as I seek to uh, teach this passage and share your word tonight. That, Lord God, you, you receive all the praise and all the glory. God, our time together now we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. In uh, considering the chronology of the 70 weeks of Daniel, we've mentioned that a week simply means sevens. And therefore, Daniel chapter 9, 70, the 70 weeks here, means 7 times 70, or 70 weeks of years, totaling 490 years. And during that 490 years, God will bring Israel to her knees and uh, cause her to accept her Messiah, who she re has rejected and crucified. We also know that God's timetable for Israel is signed into three periods of time. First period, the first period of time was seven weeks or 49 years in Daniel 9, verses 20, verse 25. And then the second period, 62 weeks, verse 25, sorry, and uh, second period, 62 weeks, 434 years in Daniel 9, 25, which we saw last week. Now tonight, we come to the third period of seven years here in Daniel chapter, in verses 26 and 27. And after three score and two weeks, shall Messiah be cut off, but not for himself, and the people of the prince that shall come shall destroy the city and the tree, and the end thereof shall be with a flood, and the end uh, of the war, desolations are determined, and, she shall and he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. And in the midst of the week he'll cause the sacrifice of an oblation to cease, for the overspreading of the abominations he shall make it desolate, even unto consummation, and the determined shall be poured upon the desolate we come to the third period of time, the seven years, this last seven years, rounding out these 70 weeks, 69 weeks have passed, three score and two weeks have passed, plus the other seven weeks, 69 weeks have passed, and there's one week to go. This refers to the 70th week of Daniel, which in turn reminds or refers to the final years of Israel as a nation. And... Uh, God's prophecy for the nation of Israel. This is yet to be fulfilled. This is the final working of God with his people for seven years 
to bring them to the place whereby they'll call out to God and they'll look to heaven for their Messiah and he will come, stand upon the Mount of Olives and will reign for a thousand years. And so this is the time that's been spoken of here in verses 26 and 27. Now Israel is clearly in view here in this 70th week. There are those who would like to uh, uh, spiritualize all this. There's those who would like to uh, turn this around and make it somehow that this is referring to some different group. That this first 69 weeks are referring to Israel, the 70th week is referring to the church. The problem with that is that the chronology of this chapter makes it abundantly clear that this is about Israel. These 70 weeks are to be determined upon Israel. Look in verse 24. 70 weeks are determined upon thy people and upon thy holy city. Now we all know that the rules of biblical interpretation mean that you and I find out the context of the passage and we also find out who it's been written to and what those who are receiving it would normally expect it to mean. So the context of verses 26 and 27 is verse 24 and it's been written by Daniel to the Jewish nation and it says to and the angel says to Daniel 70 weeks are determined upon thy people upon Israel and upon thy holy city the city of Jerusalem so these 70 weeks are going to be determined upon a nation not 69 weeks determined upon the nation and the 70th week determined on somebody else these 70 weeks are to be determined upon Israel so these 490 years must be about the nation of Israel. The 483 years we've already seen are distinctly about Israel. The seven years that are left must also be about Israel. This is one prophecy about one nation, and that's Israel. Now this week, this last week is from the rapture until the millennial kingdom when Christ returns a second time. And the prince that's referred to in Daniel 9, 26, where he says, After three score and two weeks shall Messiah be cut off, but not for himself, and the people of the prince that shall come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. Now the prince that shall come is the Antichrist, who will make a covenant with the Jews during the 70th week of Daniel's prophecy, verse 27. And he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. And so the Antichrist is in view here. And the Antichrist is going to come. The prince that shall come is not the Messiah. This is not Christ because the Messiah has already been cut off. After 69 weeks, the Messiah is cut off. And the 70th week now tells about another prince and a prince that shall come, the Antichrist. He'll confirm his covenant with Israel for one week for seven years. The seven-year tribulation. Go with me to Isaiah, please. Isaiah 28. And verse 14, Isaiah 28, 14. Wherefore hear the word of the Lord, ye scornful men, and the rule, that rule this people which is in Jerusalem. Because you said, we have made a covenant with death, and with hell are we at agreement. When the overflowing scourge shall pass through, it shall not come upon to us. For we have made lies our refuge, and the falsehood have we hid ourselves. 
This is the covenant. This is the same covenant we're talking about that the Antichrist is going to make with Israel. It's going to be a scourge upon them. It's going to be a terrible time for the nation of Israel as the Antichrist makes a covenant with them for one week. And he'll break that covenant in the midst of the week in three and a half years. Notice what he says in verse 27. And in the midst of the week, he shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease. And for the overspreading of the abominations, he shall make a desolate. Even under the consummation that is determined, shall it be poured upon the dead. So he will come, and in the middle of his covenant with Israel, okay, uh, we've, I guess we should set the scene a little bit. You know, the world is crying out today for peace. Peace in the middle is what they want. There is a day coming when you and I are no longer here, when there will be an antichrist who will come, and he will manage that which many a politician has never been able to achieve. He will find peace in the Middle East. He'll find a way to find the Jew and the, the Arab to dwell together in the Middle East. There will be the rebuilding of the temple. The tribulation will see the temple rebuilt upon the temple mound. Now, some people think that the mosque needs to come down before the temple is built. I suspect maybe they're just going to build the temple next door to where the mosque is and appease both groups of religious leaders somehow. But whatever happens on the temple mound there, uh, whether they knock down the mosque of Omar or whether they just build it next to it, the, it's going to be the temple's going to be rebuilt and the worship of Jehovah is going to be reinstated. But the, the world is going to be in relative peace for three and a half years. There's going to be seeming peace. And the covenant that the Antichrist makes with uh, Israel brings about that peace. But at the three and a half year period of that time, he is going to set himself upon the throne. He's going to set himself in the temple and declare himself to be God. He is going to suffer a wound that seems to be fatal. He's going to seemingly die. And he's going to rise again, seemingly, uh, like Christ did. And he will establish himself as God. And the false prophet will promote the Antichrist as God. And he will now start to persecute Israel. And things will get from bad to worse leading up to the battle of Armageddon and the final return of Jesus Christ. Antichrist will set up his own image in the temple. Let's go to Matthew, please. Matthew 24. Matthew 24. So in verse 14 of Matthew 24 it says this and this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations and then shall the end come when ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet stand in the holy place whosoever readeth let him understand there is a day coming whereby this time of desolation abominations will come to pass it hasn't happened in Matthew 24 go with me to Revelation please Revelation 13 And verse 14. And he seemed them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast. This is talking about the false prophets. Saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast. That's the Antichrist. Which he had the wound by the sword and did live. So he had died. Uh, seemingly had a fatal wound and he did live. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. 
And he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive the mark in the right hand or in the foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark, or the name of the beast, or the number of the name. So there is a day coming whereby the false prophet will cause mankind to worship the beast. And at that time, that's when Israel will see through the Antichrist, realize he's not the Christ, he's not their Messiah, and they will then turn upon him, and he will turn upon them, causing them to turn upon him. And this will lead up to the final time where they cry out to God for deliverance. This is called the abomination in Daniel chapter 9 and verse 27. It says, In your cause, in the midst of the week, he shall cause the sacrifice of blades to cease. The overspreading abominations, he shall make it desolate. It's the abominations of Daniel 9 27. Going in and, and putting himself in the uh, temple there in Jerusalem and declaring himself to God, that's an abomination. And having an idol set up to him in the temple for people to worship is an abomination to Almighty God. And finally, at the end of the seven years, the consummation, which verse 27 says, even until the consummation, God will pour out his wrath on him, the desolator. It says, and, uh, even until the consummation and the determined shall be poured upon the desolate or the desolator. desolator. Okay, the judgment is going to fall upon the Antichrist eventually. At the end of this seven-year period of time, the Antichrist is going to be judged by Almighty God. He's going to be cast alive in the lake of fire. And he's going to be judged because of his wickedness. At the end of the last week, the end of the 70 weeks of Daniel, the, 70, uh, the 490 years, the true Messiah will come and establish his perfect kingdom upon the world, the millennial kingdom. It's at the end of the 70 weeks. Christ himself shall descend from heaven. He shall stand upon the Mount of Olives. He'll come from heaven riding a white horse with, a, uh, with a, uh, 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 his vesture dipped in blood and his name written, which is a uh, king of kings and lord of lords, and a sword going forth from his mouth, and he'll come, and he will establish his kingdom. The battle of Armageddon will be engaged, and the Bible tells us that the blood will flow up to the horse's bridle there in the valley of Jehoshaphat, and it will take them three months to bury the dead. And all the birds of the world will be called under the great feast of God there at the end of the uh, battle of Armageddon, the end of the tribulation period, as Christ establishes his kingdom at the end of that time, at the end of the 70 weeks. So that's the kind of the overview of this whole passage, okay, these two verses. And uh, we're going to take a few weeks kind of to, to uh, run through these uh, a little bit more detailed, but I did want to give you the overview of where it's at because there is a question that needs to be asked. Okay, I've just given you the, what's called the pre-tribulational millennial view of Scripture. Now, for those of you who know, there are other views out there besides that view, which is what we as a church hold to. And so a question needs to be asked, and that is, do the 70 weeks run continuously, or is there a gap somewhere in the 490 years? Do we believe in a gap theory, in other words, or do we believe this runs continuously? Okay. And we're not talking about Genesis 1-1 and Genesis 1-2, uh, okay, which is where the normal gap theory is down. Well, the question is, is there a gap here? Can we demonstrate, in other words, what I'm trying to say is, can we prove from Scripture, either or, can we prove in Scripture that the 
that these 70 weeks are concurrent, they happen concurrently, and they finished uh, at, at the end of 490 years, that they started at the time that the commandment went forth to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem, to the time that uh, 490 years passed, and mark a date in your diary of 490 years, it's all finished, it's all history. Or can we prove from the Word of God that 483 years have been passed, that's history, and the last seven years have not yet been fulfilled. And these are the two great theories with regards to Daniel chapter 9 and the 69th and 70th week of Daniel, the continuous fulfillment theory and the gap or parenthesis theory. Now, if you believe in the continuous fulfillment theory, then you have to believe that the 70th week of Daniel is already history. <coughs> that the prince that should come has already come. That uh, all the things prophesied here have taken place. That there has been an abomination, abomination of desolation taken place. That the tribulation period has come and gone. And it's already history. And people point back to certain characters in history. They point back to Titus, who in AD 70 did desecrate the temple and uh, uh, did cause issues there in Jerusalem when he destroyed the temple. And uh, they point back to that date saying that that's the time. He's the prince that came and it's history. It's a doctrine that's called today by a modern doctrine called today the preter preterism. Or the preterists believe this. And uh, it's kind of a, a new doctrine that's arisen in the uh, last few years. Uh, it's kind of a, a, a new test some old doctrines. There used to be a doctrine called the Kingdom Now Doctrine. There used to be a, another doctrine uh, out there as well that uh, went by another name, uh, which uh, they've now rebranded. And I'm not going to go into this doctrine, but what they believe is they believe that Christ came back in AD 70. That after Titus uh, went in and desecrated the temple, that Jesus Christ came back to earth and uh, uh, he, he established his kingdom before he went back to heaven. And you and I are living in the kingdom age right now. This is the kingdom, folks. We're living in it. Christ came in AD 70, set up the kingdom and uh, established it. And the church is his representative in this kingdom age in which we now live. And uh, the charismatic movement in particular believes this but unfortunately this doctrine is now permeating through many mainstream denominations even into Catholicism and it's bringing the Catholic Church and the Protestant Church together because uh, the Catholic Church has always believed in that they've always believed in the universal Catholic Church they've always believed that it was their responsibility to uh, bring the kingdom in to maintain the kingdom and now we've got a new generation of people who actually believe that we're speaking, the kingdom is already here. It's different than the kingdom now because they actually do believe Christ came to earth and overthrew Titus and then returned back to glory and left you and I in charge. So the truth of the matter is, folks, you and I are living in the kingdom and this is as good as it gets. And our responsibility is to Christianize the world by whatever means possible. Even by embracing worldly practices, to Christianize the world. It doesn't really matter whether they're saved or not. What we need to do is we need to make as many people Christian as possible. Because when you and I have Christianized the world, 
then Jesus Christ will come a second time and the eternal state will be ensued. And the truth of the matter is, today is better than ever before. The world is more Christian than ever before. There are more Christians than ever before. And groups like Hillsong, that's one of the groups in particular, that are great at promoting this doctrine, Christianizing the world. And on the surface, it looks that way. It looks like these are getting big crowds uh, around the world attending these meetings. In America, there's churches that have 40,000 people in attendance, 20,000 people in attendance, 30,000 people in attendance. I mean, imagine going to church with that many people at church. Uh, in fact, the 40,000 uh, one is, uh, is in an old baseball uh, arena, and that's where the church meets, and it's 40,000 uh, seat auditorium, and it's packed every Sunday. And it seems like there's something happening and that they're Christianizing the world. But the truth of the matter is, when you scratch under the surface, things aren't better than they were. They're worse than they were. Islam is on the move. Islam is moving down through the Middle East, down through Africa, moving throughout the world, moving into the... Uh, Europe and moving across those borders and with all the, all the uh, turmoil in the Middle East, there's all these people now who are trying to get across uh, the sea to Italy and to settle in Europe and uh, Angela Merkel opened the doors of Germany and the EU opened up the doors and let all those refugees in and Islam is on the move. It's not Christianity that's on the move. And the world is in a mess. You listen to the world, the world is in turmoil. The Middle East is in uproar. The things are not getting better. And yet somehow they would have you and I to believe that Christ came back in 70 AD and this is now the kingdom. This is the kingdom now. The old dominion theory with a new coat of paint. The Christ is ruling and reigning now through the church in this kingdom age in which you and I now live. And uh, you and I are to Christianize this world by whatever means possible. Or believe the gap theory. We can believe in a parenthesis theory that this is not the millennial kingdom. That right now we're living in the church age and that this age will come to an end one day with the rapture of the church, Jesus Christ will return the clouds and the trump will sound and the voice of the archangel and you and I will be caught up together to meet the Lord in the air and the dead in Christ shall rise first and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Seven years of tribulation, the 70th week of Daniel will be performed upon this earth. The Antichrist will rise up and he will bring peace in the world like the world has been crying for and there will be a covenant with Israel and there will be a break in that covenant in three and a half years and the great tribulation then will ensue followed by the battle of Armageddon followed by the return of Jesus Christ and a literal 1,000 year reign of Jesus Christ upon the throne of David and Israel shall possess the land that Abraham was promised from the river Euphrates to the river Nile just as God said to them they will dwell in the land in safety. The lion will lie down with the lamb. The little children will put their hands in the hole of a snake and will not get bitten. Things will revert back to the way it was in the Garden of Eden. And if a child dies, a child will die. It will be classed as a child at 100 years of age because people will have long life yet again. That's the second view, which is what we'll look at next time. Because I knew I'd run out of time this time. 
okay? And we will pick it up next time. We'll have a look at the gap theory. And we'll have a look at this passage, plus other passages of Scripture, clearly teach that there is a gap between the 69th and the 70th week. In fact, the Word of God demands for there to be a gap between the 69th and the 70th week as we look at other scriptures, put them all together, and then we'll try and tie it all together and kind of do a little bit of a quick overview of the eschatological position with regard to the return of Jesus Christ as we bring all this to an end. Okay, well, not all this, because chapter 10, 11, 12 is to follow in Daniel, and he deals with this subject again. Uh, okay, but we're going to try and find Daniel chapter 9. So you'll have to come back again to hear the next episode of Daniel chapter 9. And I'm trying not to rush it deliberately because I want us to get it. Okay, uh, so I'm trying to take my time to go through and try and answer any questions that you might have in your head as we go along. Okay. So I'm trying to think about what you might ask as we're going. That's why I'm trying to go slowly, methodically, and just take our time through it. So if you're getting it, you know, if you, those of you who like to get through it, and I want to see the big picture, and you're getting a bit frustrated, I'm sorry, okay? But those who like the detail, I'm hoping that at least I'm pleasing half the church, okay? And we're getting there along the way as we go through these 70 weeks of Daniel. Let's have a word of prayer. Gracious Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Father, for the book of Daniel. We thank you, Father, for the truth that one day Jesus Christ is coming again. First and foremost for the church and then coming back to earth to establish his kingdom. We thank you, your word is clear on that. And we pray, Father God, you'd help us to understand that and to look forward to that day when Christ will come again. Bless this night as we go to prayer, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.